On episode 509 of Nintendo Switchcraft, a crisis, but not that kind. Streets of Rage 4 and Pod Racer get release dates, those stories, and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey everyone, this is Ivan Rodriguez, aka London Gamer, and you're listening to Bullet Bill on Nintendo Switchcraft. Back to Switchcraft, everybody. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like you. If you want to check out Switchcraft and all of the other shows that I do, you can get all of them ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. And I'm telling you, it's a lot of content over there for as little as a dollar a month, and then you never have to hear an ad again, except for the fake ads that I put in, like the old um, the old uh, uh, um, Double Dragon 2 ads and stuff like that. Um, with all of that being said, let's get started today. Actually, you know what? Before I get to the show notes, the actual show notes, about two minutes before I hit the record button, we were having a discussion in our Twitch chat. And the thing that we were talking about is is somebody had come over to um, Switchcraft from my StadiaCast show. Uh, they were a Google Stadia fan, and I had been talking about uh, playing my Nintendo Switch, and they decided to check out the show, and then they decided to buy a system. And it got me thinking, what are what what is the game that you think that people should absolutely start with and I'm going to throw a wrench in your plans. Uh, don't say Mario Odyssey. Don't say Breath of the Wild. Don't say Animal Crossing. You know, those are three amazing single-player games that you can play for a really long time. But what other games do you think that people should start with? Because most people, when they pick up a Nintendo Switch, they get those games. Uh, so let me know what you think are some of the best games that uh, somebody might want to start with on the Nintendo Switch. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn this into a tweet, and I will read your responses on tomorrow's show. All right, so I just tweeted this out. If you don't follow me on Twitter already, you should follow me over at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. My question is, what games do you think people should 100% buy on the Nintendo Switch outside of the usual answers like Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, or Animal Crossing? What are the games that are overlooked and amazing? Reply, and I will discuss your answers on Saturday's episode. That's tomorrow's episode. If you didn't know, I do the show live on Monday through Friday, but on Saturday, I often do another show, and it is all based on everything that you guys want me to talk about. So, if you want to get your ideas, your questions, your thoughts, any of that stuff, if you want to get your um, your concerns, your thoughts, your questions on the show, use the hashtag AskRJS or reply to one of those uh, one of those tweets that I send out uh, asking for feedback because I bookmark all those tweets and then I go back to them on Saturday to put the show together. All right, let's let's move on to some the actual news. When it's least expected, you're elected, you're the star today. Smile, you're on Game Boy 
course, with Game Boy Camera, you can turn photography into photography. You're on Game Boy Camera. So speaking of uh, awesome games on the Nintendo Switch, there's a reason why Nintendo first-party games tend to be fantastic games. And it's because Nintendo kind of gives a hands-off approach as a publisher to the developers. They give Nintendo developers are given the time that they need in order to make their game the best that they can. And I think that that's fantastic. And uh, recently there was an interview in Bloomberg and in this interview, one of the one of the developers was discussing how awesome this is. Uh, they 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 did say that they wanted it to be anonymous, so we don't know exactly who it was. And this is because they're not allowed to talk for the company, um, so it is anonymous. But uh, one of the one of the things they said, and I, I I got the quote out of it. It says Nintendo developers are allowed as much time as they need to be satisfied with the quality of the game before its release, according to a company programmer who asked not to be identified because he's not authorized to, to comment publicly. And I just want to say I wish that there were more um, more publishers that would allow developers to have that kind of freedom because that kind of freedom gives us good games. Whenever a, a, a publisher... And I always refer to them as the evil suits, you know, Uh, but whenever a publisher takes a hands off approach and allows a developer to make the game the right way, almost every time I find that, all right, that's an awesome game. The the developers who say uh, we're we're always going to delay a game if it needs to be delayed or we will cancel a game if it needs to be canceled. Those are the developers and publishers that I that I like to support because I think that they do a great job and we end up with much better games because of it. So I have to say that uh, it's not a huge surprise to have uh, a quote like that coming from somebody who works at Nintendo, but it's always nice to hear. And I wish that more developers would would take that kind of approach. And if if you're ever not sure that this is 100% uh, sincere coming from that, that, that quote, think of it this way. Um, Metroid prime four was an, and I've, I've talked about this before, but the reason why Metroid prime four was announced when it was, and it was not ready for announcement, but they didn't have a choice. Uh, Nintendo had just released or had just announced, uh, Metroid Samus returns on the 3ds. And they also had just brought out the switch so for Nintendo to bring out a brand new system and then bring out a Metroid game on an old system, but not mention a Metroid game on a new system or on the new system, that would have been, that, that would have fueled so much backlash at Nintendo. So they kind of had their hands tied and they had to say, look, we know that you want a Metroid game on the Nintendo Switch. So we're going to announce Metroid Prime 4. And that backfired on them. Now, why did it backfire on them? Well, because the development wasn't going very well. So uh, later on, I think it was the next year, when, I think it was the next year, um, they had somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they got in, in, I think it was like this white room, you know, where 
a lot of developers use this where they just stand in a white room and they get and, and they talk about something. Uh, but they, they basically said, we apologize and Metroid Front Prime 4 has been scrapped. We're going back to the drawing board with Retro Studios and we're going to start from scratch. And that kind of thing won't happen with most publishers. That's one of the reasons why Nintendo does so well when it comes to their first party games. Because they have the guts to say, we're going to throw this all away and start from scratch. Another publisher that does the same thing, and I know there's a lot of people right now who are angry at that publisher, uh, but Blizzard. Uh, Blizzard had made, oh my God, I can't remember the name of what this actual game was supposed to be called, but it was basically an MMO follow-up to World of Warcraft. And I bet somebody in chat will uh, be able to remind me. But it was a follow-up uh, MMO to World of Warcraft, not not a um, not a sequel. Uh, Project Titan. Thank you very much, Jezebelli. Project Titan, and they decided, look, we've done all this work, but it's just not fun. So they ended up scrapping it, and then later they used the assets that they had created for that, the world that they had created for that, and turned that into Overwatch, one of the most popular games of all time. So. When developers have the guts and when publishers have the foresight to say, this isn't good enough, we're not going to ship it, more often than not, that is the right move. And and Blizzard has been doing that for a very, very long time. I mean, they had pretty much made StarCraft Ghost, which was, if I remember correctly, a third-person shooter based in the StarCraft universe. And that got completely scrapped. It was gone. Like they, I, maybe they still have stuff from it, uh, but that was so long ago. I, I doubt it. Anyway, I just wanted to commend Nintendo for doing that kind of thing because I think that that doesn't happen often enough in the gaming industry. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Speaking of Blizzard, and this is not necessarily Nintendo related, but it's very much related to consoles in general. Uh, I'm a huge World of Warcraft fan. I played World of Warcraft almost exclusively for seven years. I adore that game, even though I don't currently play. And recently I found out that through the the alpha client that is that is out now, Uh, People started data mining the alpha client and they found that it has support or at least it has the hooks for support for controller configurations, which this is really, really interesting to me. And I would love to be able to play World of Warcraft on a console. I would love to be able to play it on my switch because it's an awesome game and being able to like my biggest problem with World of Warcraft other than the subscription, uh, but my biggest problem with it is the WASD because a few years back, few years, well, like I think it was like 2012, so a long time ago, 
I went for a run with my daughter and uh, while we were running, I tripped and I fell and I broke my elbow and it was broken bad enough that they, uh, they made me a new elbow. But then while they had, while they had the elbow all open and uh, putting, they were getting ready to uh, cut off the bone and put the new elbow in they decided, you know what, I think we can salvage this. So they put screws and plates and everything to, to you know, Humpty Dumpty me back together again, uh, even though that's not how that story ended. Uh, but now using WASD on a keyboard is very, very uncomfortable for me for any length of time. So I tend to avoid games that use mouse and keyboard as the control input. Now, World of Warcraft having... Um, uh, controller inputs, that is very, very exciting to me. And I know that there's going to pe- be people out there who say that World of Warcraft can't be played with a controller because there's not enough buttons. And to those people, I say, go take a look at Final Fantasy 14. They found a way to do it, and it works really, really well. And it's one of the reasons, the way that that game plays with a controller is one of the reasons why I prefer Final Fantasy 14 over World of Warcraft. So here's my question to you. Do you think with World of Warcraft having controller hooks, do you think that there's a possibility that that comes to Nintendo Switch? We have Diablo 3 on Nintendo Switch. We have Overwatch on Nintendo Switch. And Overwatch, we I actually, for both of those games, Blizzard swore up and down that they were not bringing those games to Nintendo Switch, and then they did. Do you think that there's a chance that World of Warcraft comes to Nintendo Switch? Now, my 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 reasoning says no, and the reason is because it's just too big. Like the footprint that would be on your SD card would be I don't know how big it is in World of Warcraft, but it's going to be a pretty hefty download. And I know that that would be tough on the Nintendo Switch. Plus, the Nintendo Switch is not always online. So you would not be able to play World of Warcraft unless you had an internet connection. So, you know, there's two strikes against it. You know, whether or not... Let's just assume that World of Warcraft is coming to consoles. Does it come to Switch? And I'm curious what you think. Uh, You know what? I'm going to send out a tweet again, and it'll give us something to talk about tomorrow. Okay, so I just tweeted out the question again, run, jump, stomp on Twitter, find me, reply to me, and I'll get your ideas, your opinions, your questions, your thoughts on Saturday's show. Sega, hot hits today, hot hits on the way, plug into today's hottest arcade hit. Speaking of games that have been around for a long time, Crisis is this classic first person shooter, and it's a game that I never played, however, Uh, there are those who love crisis and it is coming back and it is coming back on all consoles. The developer posted a, uh, a quick little YouTube video where everybody was talking about it on uh, YouTube comments. And then they said, Hey, guess what? Crisis remastered is coming to, um, let's see, PC, PS4, Xbox one, and for the very first time, Nintendo Switch. So I never played Crisis. I've heard exceedingly good things about it, but I've never personally played it. Um, 
I'm curious what you guys think. Are you excited for Crisis uh, Remastered to come to the Nintendo Switch? For me, honestly, if I'm going to play Crisis, I'm not going to buy it on Nintendo Switch. I'm going to buy it on PS4 or PC. And the reason why is because the, the, the main reason that I buy things on my Switch are so that I have it portable. And while playing games portably is awesome, playing first-person shooters with the Switch is not my my preferred method because I don't like the Joy-Con. I don't like the right Joy-Con for aiming a camera. In a third-person game, it's fine. But when you're talking about something that is fiddly and Twitch-based as a shooter, I don't think it works very well. Pro Controller works fantastic, but then I'm not portable anymore. So... Why buy it on the Switch in that case? Because then I would get uh, less performance than I would otherwise get. However, we're talking about a game that's, I don't know, like 11 years old. So how much of a boost in performance would the PS4 version get or the Xbox version get or the PC version get over the Nintendo Switch? I don't know. It depends on how much they mean remastered. Because if it's remastered, then is it still using all of the same polygons and just updating the texture? Or are they actually like remaking the game kind of? And here's the example that I would give you. Uh, That would be uh, giving you the, or or, um, uh, thinking about the idea of like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like that game is completely remade from the ground up. But they said remaster, so that tells me that it's just up-resed and, you know, made to look a little bit better due to textures. So I, I'm curious what you guys think about it. If if you are very, very excited for this game and you're going to be playing it on the, on the Nintendo Switch, let me know on Twitter. I'm not going to make a tweet about this asking, um, but you know what? Actually, I think I will. I think I'm going to put out a poll and ask where people are going to be playing Crisis on the Nintendo Switch. All right, I just tweeted it out. I've got a poll asking if you're going to play it on PC, Xbox, uh, Switch, or PS4. Reply to that poll. Uh, vote on that poll to get your voice heard. Let's review the numbers. Sega Genesis is 16 bits. 3DO is 32 bits. The Atari Jaguar is 64 bits. Which is more advanced? Clifford! We have some release dates for two games, one of which I'm extremely excited for, and one of which I think everybody else is extremely excited for. Uh, The one that I'm super excited for is Streets of Rage 4. Uh, First off, they have Battle Mode shown off in this new trailer, which came out today. Uh, It's a brand new trailer that just came out. Uh, It's called Battle Mode, and it looks like it's uh, you versus your friends, and you're just kind of fighting. Almost like a fighting game, but also it looks like they... I I can't tell if they also... Because I never played Battle Mode in the old version, uh, but it looks like it's just a straight-up an arena brawler, uh, except I did see that there were other enemies on the screen for a moment, so I'm not sure what that means about this particular mode. But for me, this looks like a really fun way to play uh, Streets of Rage 4. Uh, And April 30th is the release date of Streets of Rage 4. I'm going to be buying this, I think. Um, I'm a huge fan 
of Streets of Rage. I played that a bunch when I was a kid. Uh, never got Streets of Rage 2. Uh, never played Streets of Rage 3. But the original Streets of Rage I really, really liked. And I had a bunch of fun playing it. Uh, but April 30th is when that 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 game is coming out. Uh, another game that is, we finally have a release date for is Star Wars uh, Pod Racer. Now, there's a lot more people who I think are going to be excited for Star Wars Pod Racer than, than, than me. I'm not excited for it, and that's because I never played it. I had an N64 at the time, but it just didn't appeal to me. I thought it looked cool. I think I probably played it in a Sears. Like, I walked into a Sears, and you could play it uh, sitting, uh, you know, you could go up to the console and play it there. But I never played uh, Star Wars Pod Racer, and that's why I'm just not excited for it. Now, there's this full interview from uh, Asper, uh, who made the, who is doing the, the I guess, port or the remaster of the game. And they're talking about how they tried to customize the controls so it makes sense with the Joy-Con. Um, so here's what they said about the modernized controls. They said Racer originally came out in an interesting time for controllers. We were really starting to see interesting things. There was rumble. There was multiple analog sticks, even the shape of the N64 controller. So it's sort of fitting that when you look at the controls today, we're kind of seeing the same thing like Switch Joy-Cons. You really want to make sure that the game plays well and embraces as much of the variations as possible for them. So we've done a lot of work to make sure that the game feels comfortable in all configurations, including playing with each individual Joy-Con. So it looks like you'll be able to take your Joy-Cons off the sides of your Nintendo Switch, share them with a friend, and play Star Wars Pod Racer that way. Um... And that's fine, especially if you're up on the TV. I can't see doing that in tabletop mode. It's just going to be too small. Uh, Anyway, they also said the team here is a big believer that the best control scheme is the one that you don't ever think about. And that philosophy really permeates everything we've done with controls. I know that Star Wars Pod Racer is something that, like, it surprised tons of people when that was announced at that Nintendo Direct Mini. It surprised me. I didn't see that coming like that. That completely shocked me that they were bringing that game. I'm not excited for it, though. Are you guys excited for it? If you are, tweet at me. um, Use the hashtag AskRJS. Tell me why you're excited for Star Wars Podracer and why I'm wrong. You know what I would like to see instead? Maybe not instead, but in addition to... I would really like to see Shadow of the Empire, which is a fantastic N64 game. Well, I say fantastic. I remember really, really liking that game, but I don't know if it was actually fantastic or not. You know, you played as Dash Rendar. I remember going to, you know, the the level on Hoth and escaping Hoth. And I remember running through the area and you could see the Millennium Falcon take off. And so, like, you were in the movies... But you were like this side character that didn't really, and maybe I'm remembering it all wrong, but you were this side character that saw some of the events from the movies, but you were never on screen. And I thought that that was a really cool thing. I loved the ship. Um, I I loved Shadows of the Empire. It was a really fun game. I would like to see that come to the Switch more, in my opinion, more than Star Wars 
Pod Racer. Have you played Atari today? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These last two stories I'm going to combine into like just one quick segment. The first part is that Ninjala is having their exclusive Ninja Club. And basically what it is is like a test a test trial. You get to tr- actually like beta test the game. It's coming out on May 27th. But if you want to try it a month early, then I guess you are going to be... We don't know how you can sign up yet, but uh, on... April 28th at 2020 at 12 uh, noon until 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, same thing with it looks like 2 p.m. And then again at uh, 4 a.m. Uh, all of those times are Pacific Daylight Time. You're going to be able to test the game. If you don't remember what Ninjala is, it was it was announced at the uh, recent uh, Mini Direct and you play as these ninjas with it looks like nerf nerf uh katanas and nerf hammers and nerf yo-yos and you use bubblegum in order to use super ninja powers or something it seems bananas crazy uh but they've got this little thing this little little uh multiplayer uh trial that we're going to be able to try i'm definitely going to try to check it out uh, but again, that's April 28th. So if you want to know more about that, follow the uh, link in the show notes. This is episode 509. So go to runjumpstomp.com, follow the link in the show notes, and uh, then you can find out more about the exclusive Ninja Club. The last thing that I want to talk about today, uh, I kind of mentioned Cooking Mama Cookstar recently and people were wondering, well, why are, where did it go? And a lot of people were thinking that it had something to do with Nintendo kicking it out of the store because of Bitcoin stuff, cryptocurrency nonsense, and there was a lot of confusion going on. Well, the official Twitter handle for Cooking Mama, uh, or Cookstar Mama, uh, tweeted this out. Uh, basically, they said, Planet Entertainment wants to explain the mystery surrounding the Nintendo Switch game to all Cooking Mama Cookstar fans. Office Create, the rights holder to Cooking Mama, approved a detailed game design in 2019. First playable, the game developer and Planet followed the exact approved design. That design is the exact game on the Nintendo Switch, which also includes many additional Office Create. Uh, again, Office Create is the the rights holder. Uh, I guess rights holder suggestions, which add gameplay value. Unfortunately, creative differences arose as Cooking Mama Cookstar was near completion and were outside the scope of our agreement and the game design approved by Office Create. By contract, Planet is fully within its rights to publish Cooking Mama Cookstar. There is no active litigation or ruling that prevents Planet from publishing the game. Planet Enter- Entertainment is the developer in this case, I believe. 
Cooking Mama fans have been very enthusiastic about Cooking Mama Cookstar, including the many new features, including vegetarian and unicorn food, potluck party, plus more. We appreciate the overwhelming positive response and support from Cooking Mama Cookstar fans. Office Create has our total respect. We thank them for their wisdom and wish them well. So it's it seems like they're saying that Planet Entertainment has the legal right to make the game or to publish the game. So it, maybe we will see Cooking Mama Cookstar. This is a little confusing to me. And it might just be because of the way it's written. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know about that. Become a part of this community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. There's a bunch of awesome people in there waiting to hear from you. So get in there. You can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And you get to see all of the nonsense that happens between the segments when I am recording. You also get to be here for the pre-show and the post-show and uh, high five with with awesome people that like to hang out. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter at Run Jump Stomp. This show is part of the Giant Sized Team Up Network. If you have not checked out the other shows on the t- on the network, you absolutely should head on over to gstu.net. And finally, the music that you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you to them for letting me use their music. I'm out of here, and I'll see you guys on Saturday. Bye bye. All right, if you're still listening right now, chat just pointed out that we should not be high-fiving in these dark times, and I agree. Digital high-fives are okay, though.